This is the American Dream, Dusted Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. Guys, uh, anything uh, exciting happening this week? Uh, lots going on. We want to recap it here, guys. We hope you enjoyed AEW Rampage. We'll talk about all things AEW, CM Punk, give our very uh, respected, insightful opinion here. And I had to bring in our A-plus players here on the BCP. Please welcome back to the show. You know her as the goodest sister. She works for literally everybody. The resume is a big scroll. BCP, Pop Break, Kimmy Talks Wrestling, Every promotion everywhere. Maria Canales' personal protege. Please welcome back the goodest sister, Miss Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. So cool. Kimmy, what up? That is me. Hi. Yeah, so I had to drop my whole resume in like five of my classes this week. And my teachers were not very happy with me. And I'm like, well, you see, I actually do something with my degree, unlike most of the people in this class. Well, what's even more ironic is you don't even have a degree yet. Yeah, yeah it's getting there. One more year. Almost done. And then she's taking over the wrestling world. Uh, moving on. Awesome, Kimmy. Thanks for making the time and staying up. And with Kimmy, as always, welcome back to the show. You know her as a wrestling aficionado. She works for all these great promotions, working hand-in-hand with the wrestler. Please welcome back to the show, Miss Skyler. Skyler, how are you? How's it going? Hello. Thank you for having me back on. I've missed this. Yes. I really missed you've this. The, you've got the ombre. I think they call it yeah. the ombre. The baby there. Yoda. I so love Yoda. Change my hair again, like always. And yes, the best gift I ever got. Hey. Yes. Oh, wow. I feel like <laughs> there's a lawsuit for Disney from Rap for Rap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a shareholder, so we're good. Please promote, promote, promote. <laughs> and please welcome back to the show that handsome voice. You know him as hashtag letter, lay editor in chief of the popbreak.com. Definitely want to get a boss's opinion on tonight's panel. Please welcome back to the show. He is a boss. Hashtag dad bodkin, hashtag dad instincts. The one only Mr. Bill Bodkin. What's up, bro? Uh, I may or may not have had a mental break yelling at my boss this week. Um, so I am very much in tune with all the backstage uh, machinations that are happening in AEW and around the world. Sure. All right. Well, I did. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I've lost my mind. <laughs> so, hey, man. Ready. Ready. It is, it is the weekend. We just watched a ton of wrestling. Um, all Out, I thought was a solid pay-per-view. Um, but again, coming out of All Out, we had this major storyline. Um, you know, I, I felt the ladder match kind of didn't fall flat, but it played into something later. Obviously, we saw the unveiling, spoiler alert, uh, MJF be getting that chip, uh, working with Bivens. Uh, I still am waiting to see the first doc off, there. First off, first off, that is king of the ladder match. Stokely Hathaway. Yes, excuse me. Bivens, you talk about who rarely appeared in WWE, is long since dead. Long live the king of the ladder match. It's not Jeff Hardy. Wow. It's not. No. It's It's Stokely fucking 
Hathaway. Yes. <laughs> and excuse me, yes. Stokely Hathaway winning that. I'm still waiting to see how the dot connect works there. But then after this, we, we see the press conference. Um, to well, right. Yeah, that, we'll talk about that. Basically, long story short, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. We've heard different versions of the story. We have seen... Uh, action taking place. We've seen how they were able to move forward with Dynamite and the people that were able to carry the show. I felt ultimately Sunday night into Monday morning that MJF was ultimately uh, on the back burner in terms of just pure storyline. Um, and I knew Wednesday he would come out and knock it out of the park. I mean, give him a microphone. He'll fix everything. Ton of low-hanging fruit to pick from. Um, and he had fun with the crowd. I, I thought it was great. We knew it would be. But, um, you know, man, I don't want to be that guy. But, like... You're gonna be. You I'm always gonna, are. I always, I always am. But I'm consistent. I'll give you that. Um, never been a punk guy. Always thought he was very entertaining. Uh, I've, I've talked to people that have shared locker rooms with him. This and that. I'm not here to knock the guy because I don't know him on a personal level. But there's been problems in the past. A lot of the promos against him have been very similar. We'll say that. A lot of them are, are coming out now. I don't know what happened. Um, I do know Nick, the reporter. Uh, who's always been very kind to me, who talked to him. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of people are saying that the report, the journalist brought up uh, Scott Goldman. I did not hear it that way. Maybe I came oh, at the wrong no. time. But no, to me, he, he went at Nick. It was just like one of those things, man. Like, I get it if you have a bad day at the office, but really just not a lot about the storyline or the, uh, the match or MJF. And it was almost like vent. And I get it. We all go through stuff. Bill, you know this, man. You, you got to get stuff out. You got to vent, man. I've, I've done it with you a million times. It was yeah. cringe. It was awkward. He was answering questions for Tony. Um, I just thought it came out off as awkward. And then everyone going to the, is this a work? Is this a shoe? And I'm sitting here thinking, either way, this is not progressing a storyline. This is not good business. This is not making money. Um, so it was kind of odd. Then we had heard the next day about the fights and the suspensions and all that. So it's been a whirlwind, man. Um, I think, long story short, I think Tony Khan was put in a position to play boss and lay down the law. And who knows what happened behind closed doors. He could have said, hey, you guys are going to go away for a little while. There's going to be suspension. Da, da, da. But at the end of the day, you got to get all, all these guys in the room. And you got to say, hey, this is the decision we're going to make. You got to lay down the law because there's been a lot of rumors. And again, I don't know what goes on about the inmates running the asylum. There's a lot of news in recent weeks. Um, and Tony Khan did something. Uh, he may not be able to talk about it for legal reasons. Um, but I thought he went up there and said, hey, we had to you know, strip these titles and then the world championship. And they moved forward. And I thought they handled it as best as possible. Uh, I don't want to talk about rumors or things we don't know. But, Bill, I want to throw it to you first, man. Um, big AEW guy, what was your read on this whole situation, and how do you think they handled it? Let's start with a little story for you. So what I um, – when CM Punk returned – this will be shocking when I tell you how it was. I was a little drunk when he returned. And uh, I was at a – and um, I remember I got very emotional because CM Punk's one of my favorite wrestlers. And I, I, I maybe, maybe had a little tear in the eye. I almost called my dad, who's, who's been passed for almost 10 years right at the time. Now, if CM Punk left AEW and I never saw him again, I wouldn't care. Really? Because here's what he did. You could tell over the past few weeks, something is different. And yeah, maybe Hangman Page shouldn't have said what he said. 
But who remembers exactly what he said outside of if you've read the interview back and different stories? CM Punk did. You know why he remembers it? Because he's a dumbass. And he broke his foot. He even said it in the scrum that he sat there for weeks. So what he did was he just let that stew in his brain for weeks and weeks and weeks. Allegedly, he told someone two weeks ago, this press conference is going to be wild. He was never asked a question. He went into this rant. So he he was fully loaded. And you know why? My opinion is because he thinks Tony Khan will do nothing to me. I bring in the money. I am the draw. I am the guy. And he thought everyone would have his back. And I'm sure there are people who just don't like the elite, so they'll have his back. But most people don't. I think a lot of people share my opinion of if he's gone, he's gone. It's the Ivan Drago. If he dies, he dies. Right? And I think that's what we saw. It's CM Punk thinks he's this Terry Funk-like veteran, this old man. You know what? I don't know Terry Funk very well, but I can tell you he wouldn't have pulled that shit. Terry Funk would have taken that business and he would have handled it himself. What CM Punk did was he acted like a little boy. He acted like a little bitch. And he did. What was he doing that was constructive there? If that conversation was behind the scenes to Tony Khan and he's like, I am pissed. And he said all those things. I've had conversations with my bosses throughout the years some of them have been very loud but i try not to do them in front of people i'm sorry i have a masculine deep rich voice made of rich mahogany that booms through the valleys of valhalla and back sorry i have a gift from god but what i'm saying is in theory it's behind closed doors it's not to a bunch of journalists who you're also shitting on. You're also shitting on Tony Khan being like, I'll answer the questions for you, kid. He's also saying you can't pick EVPs and they can't run a target. By the way, running a target, probably a really complicated fucking job. Uh, targets are huge. Um, and also, like, I was just there tonight, so that's why I say that. And, like, he did nothing to help his... They did nothing to help the cause. He didn't win anything. He didn't do anything. Looks like a shithead. You know who looks awesome? John Moxley, the guy who decided who was supposed to not come back till October, canceled all his plans, came in, ran a talent meeting. Everyone says, wow, that's the guy we want to listen to. Cuts the promo of his life. And he's probably going to beat the shit out of 9,000 people between now and October. CM Punk screwed CM Punk. Wow. Very well said, Bill. With that now I'm going to go take a nap. That rich voice. No, <laughs> that's it. That's all I had. Very, like... very well said. And, and I've been saying, and I love that you pointed out John Moxley too, because how many times on this show have I said, like, I don't know about that interim thing. And that's a whole nother conversation. But my whole point uh, you, is you, you just, you kick a dead horse. We get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm let me have this one, but. My whole point about that was Punk's health. Like, is he ready? Is he going to be ready? Da, da, da. Uh, now, he's hurt again, supposedly. We don't know. the, the no, no, no. That's no, that's confirmed. No, he had he's surgery. Now like six to nine months. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, well, 
get well. Um, but anyway, yeah. Wow. <laughs> why did you, why'd you tell him to go kiss your ass? Because that was the same sentiment. Oh, oh man, get well. well. We'll see what happens. Obviously, we want everyone, everyone to be healthy and, and be nice to each other, uh, more importantly. But, well, not more importantly, but you know what I'm saying. Um, oh, yeah, more importantly, don't be a dick. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I think you rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and Moxley really picked up the slack, as he did the first time around, man. And again, a lot of those promos, you go back and watch them, and and they're saying a, a lot of stuff here. So, uh, again, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Uh, Skyler, are you a punk fan, and what did you think oh about God. all this? So, I was a punk fan for years. Um, it was when... I hated him when he got rid of Jeff Hardy from WWE, um, hated him for like the longest time. And then when he came out with this whole pipe bomb situation, I was just, he was my second guy in like WWE that I loved. And then when he left, I was devastated. Because <laughs> then, then AJ left and that was a whole thing. <laughs> but no, I was a big punk fan. And when he started, when the rumors were coming, he was coming back and everything. I sat in my living room and just got, I lived. I got so emotional. And now with everything, I'm like, damn, everything was true, what they said behind the scenes. Cause even though I like I, I'm very like into like this part of wrestling and just everything, I, I like I hate learning about like backstage politics because I love wrestling for me to get out of the drama of my own life. Yeah. So yeah. I I was never much like whatever, you know, he make he's entertaining. He I I think I really thought I really think he was good in the ring, like his promos. I love anyone who can shoot a promo. But when he's went off um at the uh the 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 press conference, yeah. that's the word. <laughs> Woo. Um I was with my friends. We watched a we watched all out together and I put it on and we were just we we were laughing because we were like, this is no no way is this happening right now. So the fact that he did, he said it without a question even being asked, because I don't think any of them would really ask at that. I feel like they want to try to keep it just to AEW, like on the show kind of situation at those press conferences. It just, it, it made me really sad because I was like, damn, I can't like, that's a really dick move. <laughs> but I, I, I love Moxley. That forever number one guy when CM Punk left Moxley, yes, and the fact that he's like became this locker room leader that I always knew he could, that WWE didn't, it was just the fact that he grew into like this person and won't take no shit and just goes at it. And that promo was amazing, uh, amazing, and yeah, I just I'm disappointed through the whole thing. I love rest, like I love drama, like I'm a big like oh like this. There's even movie drama going on with like the whole like. That's my Twitter. Now it's just like, don't yeah. worry, darling, and CM Punk. I'm yeah, like, I I'm like, a man of culture. I was like, this is a great week, but I'm also like, oh, this like, when he said everyone got stripped of a title, I was so shocked because <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna happen. Honestly, like, don't like. I give credit for Tony like building this company, but I never really seen him be in that position before, so I didn't know what he was gonna do especially with the EVPs. So it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And like you said, like I could tell he was one of your favorites. Um, it's like, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's kind of like that. Um, 
general feeling, but when you have multiple suspensions and they're all like top guys, it's interesting to see who steps up, man. And that's an opportunity yeah. for even mid carters and whatnot to really step up. So that's what I'm always interested to see. Very well said Skylar. Um, Kimmy, you know, a lot of what's going mm -hmm. on backstage here, probably more than most of us do. Um, what's your read on this whole situation? My poor phone. It feels like every time I'm in a classroom, it's like, Oh my God, this is happening. And I'm like, God damn it. Like I'm supposed to be paying attention, but no, CM Punk is way more important. It's like day two of classes. You don't need to pay attention that much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I spent my three-hour night class texting you the entire time. I ignored it, but yeah. <laughs> that really did happen. Anyway, so I didn't even plan on watching the media scrum until Bill texted me, CM Punk is going off. And then I tuned in, and then he was eating a muffin. And I was like, what the hell is going on i but mean that pissed me off even more i'm sorry it's just like if you're gonna make a statement don't eat a don't eat a muffin it's it, that just shows like how much you, did, you didn't care about people it's like let me let me chomp on this like you know muffin and it's like Fuck you dude like you know just like if you're gonna make a point make a point it's just like oh it's everything beneath me i was like fuck you sorry sorry kimmy no it's fine I'm doing her her bella cosplay right now the red oh. Uh, this is a Las Vegas hat, by the way, and this is a Miz shirt, so it doesn't doesn't oh, flow. Just it's get awesome. Out. Get out. Yeah. Thank. Already, we're only like twenty minutes in. Oh, wow. Jesus. I didn't even mention Seth Rollins yet. How could you kick me out? Yeah, how can you can get out? <laughs> I'm becoming Bill's worst enemy tonight. Jesus. So anyway, back to my whole thing about punk. So I think the interesting thing is this really shows how. Tony Khan is as a boss because this isn't the first scenario that we've heard that wrestlers are frustrated backstage in AEW allegedly. and it allegedly and it took a outlash on a media scrum for something to be done you could have solved all of your backstage politic issues when you saw them arise but you waited until a public backlash if you would have solved them ahead of time this maybe wouldn't have happened but or yeah not. You imagine you're going to tell CM Punk, if this is what the real punk is, hey, let's get you and Hangman in a room. No, Tony, I'm not going to do it. Or he throw, throws a fit. You're going you're gonna to force that guy into a room? He's, you know, no, you're not. And this isn't the first, like, I, and it just like, here's what just, you know what grinds my gears? Here's what grinds my gears. Everyone's like, AEW has backstage politics and drama. I said this a few weeks ago. I have books all of you should read. There's always fights. There's always drama. This always happens. Yeah, this is not just an. This is what? But are you keeping it in house? No! <laughs> are you shitting me? What like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart? There are documentaries that aired on major cable networks how these guys hated each other. It was not kept in house, and the reason those two, th those two essentially had to leave the company, and that let Austin and Rock become a thing. You know what I mean? Hulk Hogan and the end. Hulk Hogan pinned Jeff Jarrett and Vince Russo. The Booker came out and said, "You're out of here." And there was a whole thing. This happens, guys. Like, Jesus, jump in Christ. Like, just because AEW is like, just because Vince McMahon would fire a guy, 
now, or well, never mind, Vince McMahon got fired himself. But I mean, just because this happens doesn't mean it's nothing. Look at all the shit we just found out about Velveteen Dream. That had been kidnapped or locked. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. But that was, that's just come out. But like, all this stuff happens. There's more stuff in AEW we don't know about, and we probably never will. There's stuff in WWE that happens. I guarantee you there's fights backstage. And just because fucking Papa H is there doesn't mean in two years people are going to take a shit on him. Just because things are good now doesn't mean it won't change. So everyone just being like, oh, well, you should have handled it. No, no, no. And that's not you, Kimmy. That's everyone. It's like, guys, throughout the history of wrestling, this happens. And then what you have to do, and sometimes you can't make the stars get along. The guys and gals bringing you the money, are you really going to tell them to go play nice when that person is making you a shitload of money? No, you try and make them happy so they can make you shitloads more money. This is the same thing that happens in football, baseball, basketball, high school theater companies. happens everywhere. So, like, for everyone to clutch their pearls that this is an AEW problem, you know nothing of wrestling history or you're ignoring it. And I'm not defending Tony Khan. You're right. He should have tried. We don't know if he did, but I think he made the right move here. Like, you're stripped of the title, you're suspended. And the EVPs included. They're like, why didn't he say more? There's legal shit. We don't know. So that's what I'm saying. And it just frustrates me when I hear it because it's like, guys, drama always happens. Drama and wrestling? What are you talking about? Yeah, no. You know nothing about that. Poor Larry. <laughs> why, why would people have relationships in wrestling? Poor Larry the dog. It's yeah, like, Kenny, yeah, Kenny Omega tried saving it and got bit, got bit himself. <laughs> yeah, and, and we and we don't know, like we don't know what actually went down, who threw threw the first punch, who broke it up, who was involved. But it seemed like, hey, you guys are the names that are involved. Everyone involved, you're suspended. Da, da, da. I, I, I think you're setting, part. you're right. You're setting an example. You're setting the tone. Um, you know, behind closed doors, it could have been like, hey guys, like you know, just go away for a while, come back. Da, da, da. Who knows? Uh, you know, I we know the. Where it stemmed from, obviously, the press conference. I think people said there's videos of like security running backstage and whatnot. Yeah, and there's all this stuff. Yeah. I guess Hangman was long gone, thank goodness. But everyone really picked up the slack on Dynamite. And I thought the way they put the tournament. Well, especially Jericho, too. Like, sure. I don't mean to cut you off, Please. but Jericho was not supposed to be on that media scrum. Yeah. It was supposed to be the Bucks and Kenny. But Jericho was one of the only people left in the building. And if you watch the media scrum, you see Tony like texting Jericho, like, can you please come here? Because I'm hearing things are going on. So thank God for fucking Chris Jericho. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, um, they always talk about like wrestlers court and all that. And I don't know if it's true or not. They said there was some sort of meeting that, that Brian and uh, Jericho. No, it is true. true. Well, okay. So wrestlers court and the talent meetings are two different things. Wrestlers court often uh, ended, um, Let's say not appropriately. Yeah, you're right. I got you. But again, it was cool that the the leadership um, s- stepped up or presented themselves that way. Uh, that's really cool, man. So um, I thought they put together a really interesting. Again, it, it stinks, man. Like all these twists and turns and interims and all this stuff. And uh, but you see the guys who step up. I think the tournament is really interesting because I like the way they put the brackets based on um title reigns and and mid-card title reigns and i thought it was very well done and we ended up getting some great matches i gotta ask you guys this who do you think walks out of this the AEW world 
champion. Do you think it's Mox? Part of me thinks he deserves that vacation. Uh, another part of me thinks he really deserves to continue to carry the company on his back. Uh, a lot of people are saying this is um, Brian Danielson's time. A lot of people are saying, hey, maybe give it to Jericho. One of these three guys, I feel, definitely deserve it um, for so many reasons. We talked about them. Uh, Kimmy, I'll throw it back to you. Who do you think uh, wins the big gold here? Well, I think the thing that we're not taking into consideration is this person's a transitional champion for six weeks until MJF cashes in his chip and wins the title at Full Gear in Newark. So you can make this really interesting and put Sammy Guevara in that spot for six weeks. They won't, but that would be interesting. But I think it's going to go to Jericho. He gets no reaction anymore, though. Because he, like, all he's known for is being with Ty Cont, Ty Mello now but i think they're gonna give it to jericho because it seems like when jericho's in charge things go the right way and you could reopen the mjf jericho feud and then mjf can win the title and hooray so i think they're gonna give it to jericho yeah it should be interesting and you said and and i think nunez and i were talking about this like the chip it's not like a cash-in thing it's like no it's just like so what's probably going to happen is like after grand slam or as Jericho, whoever wins, like MJF's gonna come out and be like, "I'm gonna cash in my chip at yeah, full gear." Right. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, it's still in its infancy, so I'm I'm trying to figure out like all the rules and stuff with that, man. Uh, it's really interesting, Skyler. Um, who do you think it, you're, you're picking? Mox. I already know. I want to pick. The, the thing is, I want to pick Mox because I don't think we fully got an MJF and Mox uh, feud, and I think that'd be really good, like showing on Wednesday. I think that would be like a really good like they're both good in the in the ring they're both good in promos I think it would be like a great back and forth kind of thing again not like back and forth in the title but like back and forth and like leading up to the match um, so that's why I want Moxley I the problem is I know he wants a vacation but he's also wrestling in GCW in October also and I don't know what's gonna happen because I I might be going to that fingers crossed but I. <laughs> A lot is happening and i don't know because i would i <laughs> it's crazy but that's the fun of it you know that's the yeah fun um bill what, what do you think is going to happen here i think your finals should be i don't know if they will be i think it should be danielson and moxley because they had a great match earlier was it earlier this year or was it in november maybe it was november don't know it was this year because sure. regal came out it was uh, double or nothing no I don't remember. There's so Oh, no, it was Revolution. It was Revolution because it was yeah. earlier this year. Yeah. They had a great match. And I think that, but I think they might end up, because it's just like, they might go Moxley and Jericho, but I think Moxley is going to win because he didn't really get that second run. And I really is still, I'm still disappointed that he lost at All Out because I thought my idea of just MJF is costing Punk the match with his greatest loss would have been it way better and by the way would have made him the reaction I think at the end of that show where they're chanting for MJF in Chicago against Punk that I'm sure really stuck in his craw as well because what doesn't um, so yeah I, I think it's going to be Moxley because we did have a Moxley um, MJF like title program that was i think for all out 2020 in jacksonville that's when we first saw smart mark sterling and it's kind of a forgotten feud because you know there was 
a pandemic. So like we were barely scraping by, but I think this is a different Moxley, a different MJF. So I think it's going to be really good when it does happen. And they're going to put the belt on MJF. Kimmy is right. She is hundred percent right. And I think it will be at full gear in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, it should, should be very, very interesting. And what would be even better is if the next week, uh, no, it wouldn't be because that's in Chicago. They, they can't do Chicago again. But I was going to say, if they did the, ne- the next show was at the UBS in Long Island where he's always cheered, and that's his victory celebration, I mean, that, that you it couldn't write itself unless he challenges. And uh, no, it has to be at full gear. Yeah, be. they are coming this way. Yeah, Full Gear. And I know the Atlantic City show was just announced for November. Uh, so, yeah, that would be interesting to how Long Island plays into a good point, Bill. Uh, real quick, I didn't get to anyone in the chat. Uh, welcome in Dave Gold from the uh, Asylum um, Wrestling Store. I believe Wrestle Bash 23 may or may not be on the way. We were looking forward to that. We had a great time. And there's something else coming soon, too. Doing the Cody right now. Nothing. So that's all we get. A little teaser right there. Uh, welcome in Joshua to the chat. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Thank you guys for tuning in so late. Uh, we appreciate it. A lot of people saying John Moxley in the chat. Very interesting. Um, real quick, uh, rapid fire round here. We got a lot to cover. CM Punk. Say he, or maybe even if he doesn't, say he says, hey, I acted unprofessionally. Hey, I should have conducted my, you know, even if he's reading it off a piece of paper at this point. I, I, you know, I conducted myself unprofessionally. I took it in this direction. Uh, went into business for myself, yada, yada, moving forward. Do you guys want to see CM Punk back at this point, Kimmy? No. Skyler. He's a burden. Uh, okay. Um, uh, if he proves that he's making the work to change, to not be like that anymore, then yeah. If he becomes more likable and more uh, to- tolerable in the backstage area, yeah. Bill, I think you already made it how you felt earlier. Yeah, but there's a lot of money to be made with an elite versus punk and FTR feud. Yeah. I don't, and we've already lost how many feuds in AEW. We're not going to get an Undisputed Era versus the elite feud because, you know, that crazy shooter, Bob Fish, guy decided not to stick around. Um, but yeah, I think if they can make it work, there's a lot of money to be made in CM Punk as a heel and the elite as a face. Just don't know if it's gonna happen. And it's nine months from now. If he comes back in nine months, that reaction might be a lot different. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, something I wanted to talk about real quick, guys. Uh, I really enjoyed the acclaims match uh versus Swerve and Keith Lee. It was it was great. You know the deal. The fact that this is so over, man. Like you you knew Billy it. Billy Gunn is over, guys. What the all, all Kimmy, and- did you predict this in twenty twenty two? No. <laughs> Well, if you didn't predict it, who would have? You know how they make the foam fingers? They're going to make like, the foam. Gonna, uh, they are going to do it. They well, said they were. Sell, like, hockey. The shirt? I was like, it's... I was like, I showed my brother. I was like, to be honest, I love the shirt. I would never wear it in public. Yeah. Never wear that in public. I'm like, but it's like almost like a top seller. And I'm like, if I see one shirt on Staten Island like that, it's over. I- uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I think we gotta get Nunez the shirt. I think Nunez could rock that man. He he, oh, yeah. he he's rocking that medium. Um, my God, the barrel chest, the barrel chested medium. Yeah, that's I. But uh, I ordered the um the acclaimed micro brawlers because I try to get something for everyone we've had on the show, like a figure everyone. So I, I want to get those, man. So when I get them, I'll, I'll show them on here. But very very cool. I felt 
first of all, that that match was amazing. I thought Bowen's work in terms of, of selling the, the knee, I was in the room with people that literally came up with and trained with and were friends with, with Bowen's and they were so invested in this match. And I was so invested. We're all like, Oh, is he hurt? And I think all of us kind of were under the, you know, the idea that, the acclaim should have won here. Not only, and and I get it. The money's in the chase. I get it. Hopefully, I get to see it live at uh, Arthur Ashe. We'll see. That would be great. But the crowd. Was they just... announced it. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. I'm saying. No, hopefully they win. Oh. Hopefully they. I was win. gonna say. No, Rob, you big dummy. Um, I'm used to it. So I thought the crowd was so hot. I thought they just had them in the palm of their hand. You have the micro brawlers uh, on sale for another couple days. The shirt's the hottest selling thing in terms of money. This is the smart decision. The the crowd's red hot. Like I said, the kind of miscommunications, not once but twice by Swerve and Lee. It writes itself. Um, you just had that moment, and I hate waiting. We talked about this on the last podcast. I hate waiting. I get it. The money's in the chase. I hope I get to see it live. But that crowd, man... It just made so much sense, and and now you kind of have to. We've I've talked about this before. Kind of recreate that, which they totally will and can. But I felt that that was the time, man, and I felt like that was a big miss there. Not only in terms of of, of not booking necessarily, but in terms of just making money. Um, but that being said, the acclaimed are money, and they're killing it right now. And selfishly, hopefully, I'll get to see that uh, in person if I go to that. Kimmy, so politely raising your hand, tell me why I'm wrong. Because I said this on our all-out predictions panel that they were going to win in New York because that's where they're from and they won the hometown pop like Daniel Garcia got in Buffalo on Wednesday. Yeah, that was very nice. What a snack, that guy. Um, Damn right. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you, Rob. Thank you. Oh, thank God. Because... Oh, fuck you, Rob. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, no, it's um, because what I said last week was... I was very tired. Still am. Is... They, this was the, the proven match for the acclaim. They're just, can they be more than the New Age Outlaws? Of We are really fun heading to the ring. We could do some plunder matches, but no one's, conf- I know that people are going to hate me for saying this, no one's confusing the New Age, New Age Outlaws for FTR in terms of what they can do in the ring. The New Age Outlaws were, oh, you didn't know? Oh, I can't say anymore because it's trademark. But, you know, they were all about, the music, the entrance, a lot of what the Attitude Era was, the music, the entrance, the presentation, the acclaimed showed out at that. And I think are only more popular. Now, you heard when Billy Gunn got way over, the, the crowd got behind the acclaimed more than ever before. And the most important thing that came out of this, because I think this is, will be a big thing with everyone gone, when Max came out, Max Caster came out and he's like about to say something because everyone's like, oh, what's Max Caster going to say now? And then Sh- uh, Shane Strickland came out and cut him off. That cemented Swerve as he's going to be a killer heel in AEW. And there's going to be so much. He needed, they needed the acclaim to get over, but they also needed that moment. So Swerve can cement that heel turn. He's going to be a top guy within six months. He's going to be towards the main event because he's that good. You saw how good he was. And then you're just going to build in a whole Keith Lee program with this. They built like three things at the same time with this. So the acclaimed losing sucks in the short term, but in the long term, the the return on investment is going to be huge. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Very, very well said. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. He, he knows, yeah, and just, oh, man, I'm, I'm excited to see this play out, I'm not going to lie. Um, my whole thing was, like, 
if they do win it, like, and I get why Billy Gunn's there. It may, it makes so much sense uh, in terms of the business and money. But like, I just kind of want them two to have that moment together. It's like when Jungle Boy and um, Luchasaurus won. And it's like, why is Christian there? You know, and like we know why. But like, I kind of want it just to be them. But I get it. Like, you got to this point; those shirts are selling. Like, it makes so much sense. Uh, I'm just I don't think anyone intended for Billy Gunn to get this over. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you got to keep him there. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of, and you got to give some of that credit to Dan Housen too. We got to give credit where credit's due, for sure. All right, Skylar, are um, you from New Jersey? Because I see you. No, I'm no, just, I'm just like, I saw you. Um, no, that match. Me, and my, my friends don't watch wrestling like I watch wrestling. They loved that match. They thought it was like the best match of the night. They were like, "This is amazing. This is hysterical. We love it." Um, I thought they were gonna call an audible. I really thought they were going to give it like when that one moment where everyone thought they were going to win it. I thought they were calling an audible, but when they kicked out, I was like, it's not happening tonight. Um, but I liked in the press conference, uh, Swerve was playing heel and then Keith was very, playing very face, like very like humble and very much like where credits do. And then Swerve was just like, no credit. There were a bunch of jokes like and it, I like Bill said it, they really build something like one night, and I think that's so creatively done, and I can't wait to see how this goes. I really hope they win in New York, the claim because uh, like you said, they're so over. Like you can't. It's the fact that they got that over on national TV. Craziest thing about in my in my life. Like I never thought anything like that would happen um but i'm just excited to see how this goes and like you said i think swerve's gonna really be up there because he is really good he plays heel really well i think he wanted to in wwe and triple was like triple h was like nah nah he wasn't a triple h guy no he was not um you you said it perfectly, Skyler. You hit on uh, two points. Uh, one, I meant to say earlier, that match was going so well. I'm sitting there going, call it in the ring. Like, you have them in the palm of your head. Just call it in the ring. Call the audible. Like, just do it now. I mean, I'm kind of glad they didn't because that press conference would overshadow that win, too. Um, totally, for sure. But And then another thing you said perfectly, uh, Bill alluded to it, too, Um Swerve playing more of that heel role in the tag team. You also notice that Swerve was the only one to come out on Dynamite. Keith Lee was not with him. I'm sure that was by design uh, as well. Kimmy, did we get to you? I know you told me I was wrong, but yeah, that was it. That was you it. just had. Did you listen to them in the press conference? I'll ask you that. Did I did you not. To I them did not. Pre- I saw you should punk. go do that. You should go do that. Okay, I absolutely. I will. Yes, yes, good as sister. Um, and we got to talk about this because apparently I was told. Uh, Seth, Fre- no, I'm just kidding. Daniel, <laughs> we can talk about him. Hold on, can we talk about how he won at Clash That's of the Castle? No, no, yes, no, yes. No. Did he, he win? won? Oh, he won. Yeah, he did. Clean. Are you First sure? time in a year and a half. I didn't see him on any AEW programming, so I don't know how he would have won since this is an AEW oh, podcast. I mean, I could do what. See, can we take over? We could talk about him because. He tweeted about the acclaimed and swerve. And, that's, and, and to be fair, that is that is pretty interesting. Daniel Garcia gets the hometown win. Heck of a match with big wheels. Uh, I got to see them at IWTV 100 uh, fighting for an hour. Um, they they 
they killed it, man. They killed it on TV. It was great. Kimmy, what did you think uh, about your future husband? Wow. Why don't you just go exposing me to the whole five yeah. <laughs> people that are watching us live? Yeah, Hi, mom. Do this every time. Yeah. I know, but still, <laughs> like now up. people, no, now people are asking me questions about it. Jesus Christ. Daniel's so, so. cool. It's got a nice ring to it. Kimmy Garcia. There you go. No. So my friends have said that if this were to happen, that Daniel has to take my last name because Garcia is too basic. Daniel's so cool. <laughs> My friends are crazy. You know this already. I know. I know. Skylar's like, I don't. Skylar's like, wait, I am one of your friends. <laughs> but she knows all my other friends oh, and she okay. knows they're crazy. Anyway, let's talk about Daniel. So I'm mad that they didn't go the hour because I feel like if this was any dynamite to do it, it was this one because of how much shit went down. And I felt like for when you're looking into this dynamite before Wednesday, we were like, damn, all this is going to get overshadowed because of the punk stuff. And I was like, God damn it. Like, why can't Daniel just have a shine? But he did. He killed it. We're continuing the Jericho story. I'm, I hate pure rules. So I really hope he just abolishes the pure rules aspect of the pure title. That wasn't as flagrant in this match, though. I know it wasn't. Which was good. Yeah, it was for me. He knew. See, this is what I'm saying. He knew that I hated the pure rules. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to give Kimmy exactly what she wanted. So, you know, he did it. But, you know, he's a dragon slayer. And he's amazing. And he won a title. Yay. Yeah, congratulations. And in the hometown, Thank man. You. That was a great, great call. Um, Bill or Skylar, any any thoughts on uh, Daniel Garcia? Because apparently we have to talk a lot about it. I don't know where you go with Daniel Garcia. That's just what I'm intrigued by. Like, is he going to go be a face? Is he going to be a heel? Are we going to get Jericho and Garcia? Like, What's going to happen? Think about this guy who just came in this, and let's just say he even said he's like when he came in, he was a skinny little dude, and now he's he's put on weight. He's he's done. He's had so many main events, most and, in AEW Dynamite history, by the way. Yeah, and now he's like, what do you do with him? Is are we going to skyrocket him to the top? Is it, it's an interesting question. And Wheeler, I'll just keep saying, is the Ricky Steamboat of AEW, so he's going to be there forever. This feud is going to be it for years to come. So I You're like I, I think Daniel Garcia is unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll be like <laughs> um no I for a while I was like the you know it would be funny if they did like a whole like switcheroo like Yula goes to Jericho and then Daniel Garcia goes to like the uh the, UCC. the club. Yeah thank you. Because um, I was like, oh, like a switch of children, like wife swap and children swap. Uh, it was a good match. Um, be the worst show. The yeah. Children swap. We're just gonna trade kids. <laughs> um, uh, pure the pure championship, like pure wrestling. Not my favorite type of wrestling. It sucks. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> I'm a John Moxley fan. We know I love more than just regular wrestling. Um. But it was still good. It was a really, like, they both showcased their skills really well. And I forgot he was from Buffalo. And I was so confused for half a minute. I, oh, aye, like, aye, aye. I was, I came home from bowling. Okay. I was sleep deprived. Um, but no, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Like, I, Daniel Garcia is definitely going to be a big star. The fact that he's 24, 23, yeah. oh, my age. <laughs> Great. Um, 
the fact that he's so young and he has so much ahead of him and after having like a car accident and like his legs and everything like the fact that he can do so much and like yeah and as a technical again not technical wrestling fan but he's so good that even though he does like a little bit more he's like it i want to watch his matches because he's a sports entertainer not anymore Robert, are you a Dan Garcia fan? Uh, nice guy. The the technical stuff is not always my cup of tea, but I'm I'm like coming to respect it more and more as I learn more about the business. Um, the storyline's interesting. Glad to see him get the shine. Like the big thing to me, like Skyler said, like he couldn't walk. He was in that terrible accident, and he came back and and to get this big win in his hometown. I know a lot of Buffalo people. Uh, is a big deal, so I'm very happy for him, I'm, and I'm I'm excited to to go on the ride. You know, I'm not like um, jumping on any bandwagon or anything, but yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for the kid. Uh, he deserves it, and you know, I think him and Kimmy are gonna live happily ever after. I really do. <laughs> I really think they're gonna go nice, like Cape Cod, like up in up in Buffalo. It's gonna be real nice. Yeah. But I don't like they, snow. <laughs> like I hate snow. Yeah, He's but you gonna live in Buffalo. You live in yeah, with Dan, but <laughs> I don't. Or I you don't... just moved to Orlando, moved to Florida, so you don't have to pay any uh, state income tax, like every other wrestling couple. So there you go. There what? it is. Love it. Noted. All right, guys, and like we hey, always just for you, just for you, ambitious. There, there, there it is. So. Uh, guys, thank you so much for staying up, making the time. Uh, I don't want to forget our sponsor, Funkenstein Wrestling Superstore. Uh, I'll probably be stopping over there at some point this weekend to si- say hi to Heather and Dan. That's Town Cannonball. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then, uh, of course, we got to shout out Mania Club uh, because they're doing some great stuff right now for Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Go over to their Facebook page and uh, definitely donate if you can. Help out uh, during this this month. Uh, we know some families right now that are going through it, man. So help them out if you can. Um, Kimmy, shout them out. Tell everyone where they can follow you, all that good stuff. I don't even have a list in front of me. Jesus. So Baltimore Celeb Fest. Five, five. Adam Page. Who else is there? Candice LeRae is there, and you have to be careful because that might be the last time you see her before she maybe goes somewhere else. That's not confirmed. I'm just assuming. And so many other amazing, wonderful guests, and myself will be there. So if you're in the Baltimore area, because this is one of the biggest conventions of the Northeast, you should definitely go check that out at baltimoreslovefest.com, and they're announcing more guests as we go along. So yay! Um, then. You can follow me on Twitter at Kimmy underscore Sokol, S-O-K-O-L. I write for the pop break. As I told every class that I was in this week, that I write for the pop break. So, Bill, I did put you over in every class. You're welcome. Get, get me more writers. <laughs> Listen, everyone in my department sucks. They think I'm, like, the top person in the department. So, that's kind of sad, by the You're way. Welcome. Thank I you. Know, you go to Jersey College, my dude. <laughs> I know, but they're like, Kimmy, you do this and this and this and whatever. So, yeah, that's about it. I don't want to be here for 10 hundred hours so we'll just leave it at that i do no Sky- problem skylar you got anything to plug or where everyone can follow um, you instagram twitter tiktok skylar under dash under dash under dash nicole uh i don't really tweet i gotta start doing that uh writer's block for everything in my life is happening <laughs> uh but yeah uh yeah well, thank that you. was a good one. Thank you for making the time. And Bill, what do you got? John Perry, what up, man? We're, we're heading out, man. But thanks for joining the chat, man. Bill, what do you got? 
I'm going to say a few a few AEW things before I go. One, Powerhouse Hobbs cut in a, a really good promo tonight on Rampage. Big things for him. The Book of Hobbs is going to be huge. Ricky Starks, push that boy to the moon. And uh, yeah, there's going to be some interesting things coming. I think one thing AEW will have is always good wrestling. So I think AEW is going to be just fine. Uh, the sky is not falling, in my opinion. And I'll be there until they turn the lights out, so I don't really care. Um, as for me, your lovely, darling, gray-bearded dude, I'm at Bodkin Writes on Twitter, where this crowd will actually understand my wrestling tweets, as most people don't, who follow me from thepopbreak.com, the site I've been running for 13 years. We celebrate our 13th year anniversary at the end of this month. Um I'm the co-host of the Socially Distanced Podcast, which drops every single Friday on all your favorite platforms. Just dropped our podcast today uh, where we talked about the new Lord of the Rings series. If you haven't watched it I think, and you're a Lord of the Rings fan, I think you should. It's definitely worth your time. Uh, I am also the weekly reviewer of House of the Dragon. I'm going to be writing something about Queens of the Stone Ages, Songs for the Death, which, is sound, which celebrated 20th anniversary, which makes me feel incredibly old. And uh, I'll be writing some other things, I'm sure. And I'm also the Bill and the Bill versus the MCU podcast, which you can find on the Breakcast feed on all your favorite platforms. This week, I am doing two episodes. We're talking about all the D23 Marvel stuff that's coming out, which is being announced tomorrow. And we're also doing uh, the movies of 2021. So my ass better go watch that new Spider-Man movie because that's my last one I got to do. Uh, and... Um, yeah, follow uh, thepopbreak.com. We're at thepopbreak on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I come on this podcast a whole bunch. So what you should do is, if you haven't rated, if you haven't reviewed, or you haven't subscribed to the Bob Culture Podcast on every single platform humanly possible. Look at that face. Do you know how many women love this face? Old Thirst Trap Jones over here. <laughs> That's what he says. I know the truth, my friend. Uh, go help Old Thirst Trap Jones over here. You know, you might see him in your local theater. You might see him in your local, uh, you might see him in your local armory or probably in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, where the only place wrestling ever happens. So go find him. Give him a big old kiss. And thank you so much for joining the Bob Culture Podcast. And Rob, as you always say, Oh, well, very well done, man. That, that I can't like go after that rich mahogany voice. But like we always say here on the BCP, everyone yeah. stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We out. Peace, guys.